Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Ryan Foy. Well, it, it, it's an excellent way of doing um, an inventory of, you know, okay, how, how am I spending my time in a day? Um, how am I going, how am I spending my time in a week and then in a month? And then, then you start to find out, okay, well, this is why I didn't accomplish this, or this is why this goal is taking longer than, than I had planned for, or, you know what, by burning this boat, (laughs) um, I'm able to now do have more time to do this. Um, Mm -hmm. So that just such an incredible chapter. And it's one that I'll probably you know, read a couple more times, um, because it, it does take work it, and it takes effort and it takes being conscientious of those decisions that you make and, and deciding, you know, this is how I want to spend my time. This is how I can better spend my time. So, um, thing, I'm really grateful you wrote that chapter and I know others will really benefit from it, um, as well. Um, and then I guess connecting to this, uh, discussion here about how we, Uh, prioritize our time and who we prioritize in our time and energy. Um, You have, um, you have a solid approach to marriage and your relationship with your beautiful wife, Amber. And I, 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 that was resonated throughout um, the book where, you know, it isn't just about um, our goals and our purpose um, as individuals, but it's also who is in our, our lives, you know, and who, who, who we share space with. And, and in this case, um, your marriage, um, can you talk a little bit more about how, how you are able to find that balance between, you know, fulfilling your goals and then also fulfilling your goals in partnership with your wife? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, thank you for mentioning that. Um, you know, my my wife is she's incredible. You know, they they um, you know, when we got married, I said, you know, traditionally when you look at marriage, um, you know, they kind of say behind every man there's a woman. Well, I I don't agree with that. I I believe that my wife should be standing right beside me. And um, mm-hmm. so we've been very intentional about that that you know, as much as yeah, I have a book and you know, have some of these great things going on it would not be possible without the incredible support of her and, and just the, the love that she brings into her home and the space that she gives for me to do what I do is, is amazing. And I'm very grateful for that. But um, yeah, thank you for bringing, bringing that up, Andrea. It's been, um, you know, it's been, it's been dynamic. We've, um, you know, we, we're not perfect by any means. And, you know, we're both very passionate about our careers. We're very passionate about, what, what, what our values are and, and what we believe in. And, um, and so, you know, we've learned early on in our marriage to work with that, um, you know, and find ways to say, for example, you know, um, Amber right now, she's a, she's a nurse in the ER unit at the, uh, one of the hospitals here in Ottawa. And, um, and so those are our 12 hour shifts. So a great example is, you know, she'll go in for a shift and, you know, I'll work my kind of regular hours or whatever with, with, with my full-time job. And then what I do is I cluster any meetings, email responses, business work in that remaining, what I call fringe hours. And those fringe hours are either at the beginning of the morning before the workday or at the end of your workday, but before she gets home. And so I'm like, kind of like a, like a mad dog, just going, you know, going to work (laughs) and getting as much done as I can. Um, so that when 7.30 rolls around, you know, she comes home, we're able to have dinner and we're able to have our evening together. And, and you know, her one of her love languages is quality time. And so I really mm. structure the business around that. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't really take a lot of calls or really anything. Um, you know, if she's home, it's it's mostly if, she, if she's working, I find ways to, to kind of uh, cluster work into that space. And so that's been something that's been really rewarding for our marriage because it just, it's just like, we don't miss a beat. You know, we're able to really balance being high functioning in our jobs Mm. and in our passions, but then work together and fully present with each other and not on our phones and, you know, not checking email or responding or, you know, doing any of any of that kind of thought work. 
that that you you're passionate about, but is is kind of taking away from from the marriage a little bit. So that's been a constant juggle. And now with COVID, you know, um, my office is at home, so it's been really really nice. And I recognize that I'm a little bit privileged to have that opportunity to be working from home. But um, you know, to be around to put something in the oven at four o'clock so that she mm-hmm. can have it when she gets home, and I can go back to the computer and go to work and um and whatnot it's it's just been been a huge huge help but you know, i recommend for anyone who is listening that you know those fringe hours that concept of the fringe hours is really really important and how you spend those fringe hours is equally as important you know i could spend it watching netflix but her second love language is acts of service so what 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 would the difference be if she comes home and the floor is swept and the dishes are done um, mm. as opposed to just me sitting on the couch watching Netflix because I didn't want to do that. So um, continuously being selfless and continuously feeding those love languages and those fringe hours is, is equally as important. So, I, I, yeah, I guess that would, those would be my little tidbits there. Wow, I love that. Um, that's really inspiring. And what a beautiful approach and foundation to have between the two of you and it sounds like a lot of collaboration Mm -hmm. a lot of communication and committing you know committing through those everyday choices that you make like you said you know the choices that may not seem so significant but they all add up to bigger things in this case supporting your marriage and and paying attention to the love language of your love languages of your of your wife Mm -hmm. and uh I too believe in that. Yes. Um, it's a side by side, you know, you're both going forward together in life. Mm-hmm. Um, no one is more important than the other and you're both headed in the same direction and, um, you ultimately want to do good things together in the world. And, and both of you are in working in fields that are connected to wellness. So I think that's also really amazing is if you have that partner who is somehow connected to, an area that you're passionate about. I think that's really complements who you are together and what you accomplish as individuals and also as a couple. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that. Cause I think, I don't think we spend enough time talking about what makes relationships successful and, and really diving deep into seeing how, you know, the smaller decisions add up to bigger things. So mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Ryan. I, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And um, I know Amber's very blessed to have you and you're very blessed to have her as well. And it shows in, in the way you two um, move forward in, in this life. And I, I also think that, you know, sometimes we do get caught up in, well, it's one or the other. You know, sometimes life feels like we have to make one decision over another in order to that in order to do one thing. So, Um, For example, you know, well, right now, someone might say, I can only focus on my career and, you know, I'm or I'm in school and I'm trying to um, finish school and so I can focus on my career and establish myself. So, you know, I don't have time for a relationship or I don't know if I can have time to have a successful relationship or vice versa. You know, I only have time to put into my relationships, you know, whether it's with family, friends or, or your significant other. And therefore, you know, I don't have enough energy or time to focus on my career or my other goals. But I, I really see how you are able to work at having that balance. And like you said, you know, it's, it's not perfect, but it's the continual Mm -hmm. habits that you do every day. And and I really appreciate how you talk about that in your best decade are those habits, you know, the things that we do every day that lead to the bigger things we do in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you. It's um, yeah, you, you hit it perfect. It's um, you know, it's constantly learning and constantly collaborating and working together and communicating. It's funny. We have, three calendars on the go at any given time <laughs> so it's like okay what's <laughs> so what's on this calendar let's make sure all three calendars are synced up because we need them to be we need it's kind of like a song right like you want the song to be you, you, you know you love the beautiful sound of the song well you can easily tell when a song is out of harmony right um yes you, you don't want that you want to stay in harmony and um and you can create beautiful things when you're in harmony Yes, absolutely. I, I love your images. They're they're always uh, 
they they allow me to think deeper and and bigger and and brighter about things. Um, okay, so speaking of uh, your work, um, so you're working from home currently. Um, I know that you are working with Physical and Health Education Canada. Can you can you tell me what what that role is like for you? What what sort of work you do there? Yeah, for sure, Andrea. So. Um, for, for your listeners here, Physical and Health Education Canada, give us a little Google. Um, we are uh, a small but mighty team. There's only a, just under a dozen of us and um, work out of the, the national office here in, in Ottawa, but it's all in our remote homes right now. But um, I've been with PHE Canada for a couple, almost a couple of years now, and, um, and it's amazing. So my, my, my work is... Um, you know, I don't, I don't really like titles, but my title is uh, lead of special projects and campaigns. So essentially what I do is, you know, kind of incubate uh, new projects that can support uh, comprehensive school health in schools. So whether that's looking at supporting teachers in their lesson planning or whether it's, you know, a school developing a, a wellness-based policy or just sharing knowledge about, you know, what's the existing research out there around, say, you know, physical activity um, a lot, a lot of that, a lot of ag- advocacy, and a lot of knowledge sharing is is uh, you know what the role is involved in. And then on the campaign side of that, uh, we actually have a campaign coming out this fall, and we've run it now. I think this will be the third year, and it's a mental health uh, campaign. So we we it's called Share to Care, and um, and essentially schools can share with us their promising practices about how they're supporting mental health whether that's at the student level or at the staff level. And, um, and so that, that's a, a huge uh, bit of joy for me within the, within the job that I do, Andrea, is that, you know, at the end of that campaign, we fund, I think last year we might have funded, I think, five uh, initiatives. And the year before that, we funded five as well. Um, you know, being able to actually send, send money to those schools that are really focusing on um, – you know, positive mental health practices in, in different ways. And, and, um, and then we feature those on the website and kind of share those out. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, and to have the space to create is, is amazing. You know, when you look at a lot of special projects that we do at PHE Canada, they're not really static. They're not, they're, they're constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Even this, this spring, we, we completely, uh, you know, shift gears to, developing national guidelines for reintegration back to schools from a physical and health education lens. And so that was a huge project that, that the team took on. And, and then more specifically, you know, another campaign we did was around um, we support PHE. And it was at the time where a lot of the gov- provincial governments were sending out the at-home learning mandates for the spring. And not every province or territory had um, had included wellness or physical education or health in those at-home learning mandates. So our role was to really advocate for that and, you know, to respond to the government and to engage the governments across the country to either celebrate that they've done it or to say, look, mm. your neighboring province has done this and you need to include well-being. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, Newfoundland was one of those provinces, PEI was another that um, had well-being right in the foundation of their at-home learning mandates. And Newfoundland, actually, one of their at-home learning curriculum outcomes in high school was for students to find a hobby around their house. Mm. And I thought that was just so great. I'm like, you know, you've taught in rural Alberta, Andrea. I mean, like, the things you can do around the land and, you know, things like fort Mm -hmm. building and outdoor camping and woodworking, like, these are great life skills. And for Newfoundland government to recognize that it was really cool to see that, you know, parents and teachers had the permission to encourage that and that it was actually something that could be assessed, which I think is awesome for, you know, challenging that kind of quote unquote traditional education with numeracy literacy. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was kind of neat. It was neat to be a part of that here at the national office and uh, listen to what was happening at all levels and in all provinces and territories, and then be able to kind of synthesize that and create a campaign that would, would, would allow folks to engage in it and really just feel that sense of belonging and community to physical and health education. And, um, 
So the rule, yeah, the rules constantly changing and um, you know, the only constant I think at this point is change, but, um, but it's a <laughs> lot of fun. And, you know, I approach it with that learning orientation that you, you just you learn as you go. And um, you know, there will be mistakes along the way, but we have a great team and, um, and it's a lot of fun. Wow. That's, I mean, it's, it's very much sounds like a lot of work that you started doing at a provincial level when you were with Everactive Schools and now it's at a national level and, and international level. And it's amazing that you've been able to continue with that um, on that pathway of, of pursuing wellness and, and educating others about wellness. And, and then you get to see how it, how it is rippling out and how it is impacting people in a really positive way. And sounds like you work with a really amazing team as well mm-hmm. at, um, at your, um, um, I keep, I'm sorry, I apologize. I keep, uh, referring it to, um, physical, physical and health education, mm-hmm. but it's physical health and education Canada. Is that correct? Uh, either or, but I think, uh, physical, yeah, physical and, and health education is, um, is good or just PHE Canada. Either one is, um, yeah. Any, if you just Googled any of those, you'd find us. Okay. Okay. Great. Um, okay. So th- where does us play coalition fit into this? Because I know you're also connected to them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, prior to, well, actually I'll back up a little bit to earlier on when we were chatting about, you know, my time at St. Avex in, in Antigonish, Nova Scotia. When I graduated, I had that, the, you know, that thought I was going to go travel and kind of see the world and, so I ended up landing a, a position in North Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina, with an organization called Be Active Kids. And this was early, early on. I think it was my first real job uh, in my career outside of university. And when I was down there, uh, I went to the U.S. Play Coalition Conference in Clemson, at Clemson University in Clemson, South Carolina. And I fell in love with it. I was like, these, these folks are my people. They are like they want to play, they want to talk education, you know, there are museum folks there, parks and recreation folks. And, and of course, Clemson, you know, to be on that campus and, you know, the legacy with football and sport and, um, and obviously education was really just, it was humbling to be, to be there. And so I kind of stayed connected mm-hmm. with that organization, um, kind of on and off from, from that experience. And, um, you know, from that, I've, I've continued to, to support that organization, um, kind of just on the side as a, as a part-time piece in, uh, in developing, you know, some of their social media outputs and, and educational outputs and, um, and their, their play ambassador initiatives and just really getting tools into play ambassadors hands so that they can go and engage their communities in play and, and, you know, I obviously come at it from an active play lens cause I, I really like that, but. Of course, there's multiple mm-hmm. forms of play and, and really just providing the tools and pieces that those folks need to, uh, to support their, their play, play passions and opportunities. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I've, I've been back a few times since, um, since going to that, that first conference. And it's kind of like you're in the presence of family. You know, you see, you see the same people. It's a very niche group. It's, you know, the conference is only about 100 people and um, it, it has grown a little bit, but since, since I went in, you kind of see the same folks and it's just a lot of fun and a bit of a, a bit of a passion piece there for me, but, um, yeah, it's good. I, I hope it continues. And, um, I don't know when I'm going to get stateside again with, with the whole pandemic, but, um, whenever that clears mm-hmm. up, I'll be making another trip to South Carolina. I'm sure. Amazing. I, um, I believe I, I have them on my social media and, I have seen their conference uh, advertisements and I know I would love to attend one of their conferences and then just hearing you talk about how you're connected to them and that sense of family and connection. That's I I'm really drawn to networking with organizations that have that um, set up that type of climate with their teams. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a great group and they're, uh, they're playful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're never too old to play. I, I truly believe that. And, and I know you, you um, instill that in your own life. Um, 
speaking of, um, you are an annual Spartan racer. Yeah. So what, what, when did you get started? And first of all, if you can just tell us more what Spartan racing is and when did you first compete and what was that experience like for you and what made you want to continue to being a Spartan racer? Yeah. You know, it's, um, that's an interesting one, Andrea. Um, it was, it was after my, I was taking a road trip back to Canada in 2014. Um, and I had stopped in Milwaukee for a, um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin for a physical education conference. And at the time, my, my good friend, um, an educator, he's now in Montreal, um, Joey Fife was keynoting. So I was like, Oh, I'm on a road trip. I'll swing by Milwaukee. And so I did it, went to this conference with him and obviously it was great and it was awesome, but I'd stayed in Milwaukee to, as I registered for this random Spartan race and I didn't really know too much about it. It was kind of still up and coming back, back in 2014. And so I went and I ran it, um, at Brewer Park where the Milwaukee Brewers baseball team plays. And, um, it was super cool. I had so much fun. You know, you're running on the third, the, you know, the upper bowl, you're carrying stuff. And then next thing you know, you're going down into the dugouts and you're doing burpees and then you're in the locker room doing push-ups, and, <laughs> you know, you're looking at the his- the history of this place and how cool is this that I get to do something like I get to run and move around and move objects and pick things up and be playful in this, uh, in this stadium that, you know, is on national TV most of the year. And it was just super cool. So I, I left that experience and I was like, I'm going to do this again. And so it took me a couple of years, but kind of got back into it in 2016, 17. And, uh, and last year, Amber and I both really got into it. She just fell in love with it. Um, you know, we did, we, <laughs> we've done a few of them here in Canada and, and, um, and they're just a blast, you know, like they're very challenging for sure. Like, you know, the, the obstacles will expose a weakness for sure. And everyone mm. has one, um, and, and it's interesting because all body types do it and, you know, certain folks can excel at different obstacles and certain folks can't. And, you know, there's ones that my wife is very petite, so there's ones that she can excel at, but then there's ones mm-hmm. and, and that same one, I, I can't even do it. And so you're constantly <laughs> working with each other and you're, you know, you're dealing with all the emotions, right. That come with not being able to do it. Um, <laughs> because if you don't do an obstacle, you have to do 30 burpees. And so, okay. yeah, so it, 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 it starts to wear on you too when you do the longer races, like, okay, when <laughs> is this going to end? Um, this is awful. And then, and then you get to the finish line, you realize like it was so much fun and, and it's kind of like life, right? Like, how are you going to deal with this? How are you going to deal with this emotion? How are you going to mm-hmm. deal with failing? And you fail at least once in the, in this race, regardless of the, which, which type race you do. And, and for me, it just pushes me to, to shore up those areas where I'm maybe not strong in, but to deal with those emotions um, because they're going to happen in life and, and they're going to happen in work and, and you're ready for it because you've built that resilience through Spartan Racing. And so we, we just love it to death. And, um, you know, I got a few battle scars for life from doing them. So I recommend <laughs> people do the smallest one or the shortest one if you're going to do one first. But, um, they're, yeah, they're a lot of fun. Wow. I, uh, I have contemplated for a couple of years now. So I guess as I say this to you out loud, Ryan, I'm thinking, okay, it's time to make a commitment. Um, (laughs) I, I have been wanting to do one. So maybe next year I, you know what, forget, maybe I am going (laughs) to commit to doing one next year. (laughs) You know, you have to, you have to say that remove maybes to, I am going to statements. So Yes, I am committing to going to finally do one next year. Um, I believe there's one in Red Deer. Yeah. I've been uh, looking at that one and, you know, do my best and get out of my comfort zone because I know I know I, from the pictures I've seen and from your, um, your social media and when you post about completing the Spartan races, I, you know, it's, it's a lot to prepare for. And I think I even asked you a couple of years ago, you know, what do you need to do to prepare for one? Or how did you prepare? I'm thinking of doing one. Well, here we are fast forward to 2020. I am, I'm going to do one. So 
I'll get back to you on on what my experience is like when when the opportunity you know allows me to after this mm-hmm. pandemic uh, situation finds a resolve. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I running is is a big part of your life. I noticed. Um, like you you ran for your university team. Is that correct? Uh, I did. I well, I ran in high school. I ran track and field um, for my school team, and then I kind of ran, but more at the club level. Um, okay. At, uh, yeah. at university, but I did a few kind of run fundraisers and fun runs and things like that. But um, yeah, track and field for me is, uh, and I know you've had some some track track runners on on your show already, which is awesome to see. But I have such a such a heart for track and field. Like when when the Olympics are on, as an example, and, and Amber loves the Olympics, mm-hmm. we are just glued to the track events and all all levels, like from the hurdles to the 5,000, any, any event, doesn't matter if there's a Canadian in it or not. We, I just love it. And, um, and track and field is, is something for me when, you know, when I didn't realize the lessons it taught me until, uh, until later in life, but you know, you're never really competing Mm. against anyone when you're running track, you're, you're really competing against yourself. And, um, Mm -hmm. and I didn't learn that until later. And I was like, Oh, I would have been such a better runner if I had this mindset. Um, but I'm sure Riley and others on on that you've had on here would attest. But um, yeah, it just it's such a great sport for um, you know learning what your boundaries are, and then learning how to push through, and learning how to navigate emotions, and um, and just you know getting dialed in for that split second or you know that five thousand whatever that looks like. It's just um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I know you you've been a big champion of doing some running um, you know events and getting kids running and, and doing some really cool things there too. So it's, um, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. It, for me, it's, um, I'll compete in the races here throughout Alberta, but it's really my, one of my gifts of therapy for myself in my healing journey and mm-hmm. it nurtures my wellness. And I found that when I was teaching, I, I was when I was running, it really helped me with stress after a long day or a tough day. You know, it was just a place that I could go and just relieve stress. And, and, and after you do it, you just feel amazing. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. I really do recommend that people, if they can't run, at least go for a walk, do a trail and connect with nature. And um, that's one of my wellness gifts that I give to myself is, is to get outside and get moving and, whether it's walking or running. And um, I see that, you know, you're passionate about running as well. And I know around the time when, when I met you is when I started coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, I sort of fell into coaching, if you will. Um, I wanted to coach volleyball and basketball, but those were already spoken for. And then I was voluntold (laughs) to, uh, to coach the cross country team. And I'm not someone to um, decline an opportunity, even if I maybe don't know what I'm doing or what I'm getting myself into. Um, It's all part of that getting out of my comfort zone attitude. So um, around the time when you and I had met, uh, I know you were supporting my uh, growth in physical literacy in the classroom, but I was also using a lot of those tools with the, the youth, the students that I was coaching as well. So that was really helpful. And it also made me think about my own wellness realm and what am I doing to keep well. And um, also that um, living and leading by example, you know, not just being a coach on the sidelines and telling the kids to, you know, training them, but it also, for me, that meant doing it. So I would train with them, I would run with them and you know, again, get out of my comfort zone and challenge myself to, to experience what they were experiencing. So I would know how to better support them, um, especially when they hit those, either those plateaus or those um, challenges, you know, and knowing how to get to the next level. So um, I really appreciated your mentorship to me, not only as a teacher, a health champion teacher, but also as a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was you, 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 um, you rocked that by the way. It was a lot of fun. Um, I remember you would text and send updates on how the kids were doing and how you were doing and some of the different races. I think you were doing like, a, there was like a, 
a moon run or something in Lethbridge might have been at the time. Yeah, moonlight, moonlight run. run. Yeah, that was really cool. It's just to see the look on the kids' faces, like again back to your idea of the therapy um, and the healing, and you know it's a great form to to do that, right? Movement can bring people together. It can bring us to ourselves. It, it's uh, it's an incredible thing, and and when you look at costs, like it's pretty affordable, right? It's uh, it can mm-hmm. be a real equalizer in that that sense. So. It's a great, great, um, any listeners on here, it's a great activity to pick up or start doing. Absolutely. And I think that ties into your um, your ideologies around self-compassion, the practice of self-compassion. Um, I was watching one of your videos on YouTube. Um, I tuned into your YouTube channel, which I, I didn't know that you had. So for any listeners, definitely check out Ryan's YouTube channel. I'll, I'll attach all the links to my, uh, to the episode here after, but you had, uh, there was an episode where you were speaking about self-compassion. Um, what do you want people to know about self-compassion? Why the importance of it and how that can better support people in their wellness journey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and first of all, thanks for listening and watching the YouTube channel. It um, that's an uphill battle trying to figure out how to use YouTube. It, I'm learning, I'm learning it, but um, I have a few a few of those clips up, so I'm glad um, I'm glad you were able to take a look at them. But yeah, so self compassion is um, you know obviously this is pre pandemic. I think there's a lot more empathy floating around right now with the pandemic. But when at the time when I published that video. Um, you know, I, and it it kind of depends too, but at least in, from my experience, I spent a lot of time around a lot of high achieving people. And, um, and so sometimes you can get really hard on yourself. And, um, you know, I use an app, for example, called Strava. And Strava is for anyone who, you know, likes movement or hiking or biking or whatever. It uh, It's great for that. It's a kind of a GPS Facebook style app for recording your movement. And, um, you know, and I love going on there and seeing what my friends and, and whoever are up to. Um, but then you can easily go down that rabbit hole of, oh, but I should have ran faster. Or, oh, you know, this person's mm. running this fast. Or, oh, they're, but they're doing like 10K and I'm only doing five. And so this idea of self-compassion, when I made that video uh, along with a few others at the time, it was just around, you know, being being – giving yourself that permission to be okay with who you are and, and where you're at in your, in your wellness journey. It's, it's yours to define and it's yours to, to own. And, you know, there's so much out there, you know, you can catch yourself on social media comparing um, because naturally that's what we do. Um, But really checking that and saying, well, what am I, you know, what am I accomplishing in my, in my life? Um, You know, what am I grateful for? What are all these things that I do really, really well? And, and giving yourself that permission to not be okay at other things and, uh, and to not be great at other things and, and just let that go and be like, yep, that's fine. I'm not going to beat myself up over that. I'm going to be okay with that. And I'm going to continue to work on these things. I'm going to continue to do these things. And, um, and yeah, I just, I just think self-compassion is a big part of that. And, and you see it with wellness, right? Like, um, you know, there'll be, there's a reason why dieting plans work, right? People or, or why the, why that industry is so big, you know, people buy something, they go on a diet and then they stop. Um, and then mm-hmm. you know, the self, uh, you know, the self um, loathing that comes with that, you know, I didn't, I didn't measure up or I used to be like this, you know, what, what would happen if we replaced that with self-compassion? Well, I, you know, I did this and I'm okay with this and I am this way because of this, but I am going to continue do x y and z next time Mm. and so i just think that you know it can be it can be a bit of a cycle that's hard to break and um and it's something we just have to be mindful of like i i had a moment the other day where i had to have some real self self self-compassion with myself and um and just be okay to not be okay in in that specific situation and and it was a tough pill to swallow but i was i felt just so much more relieved recognizing it and and being okay with, um, with where I am with that. So it's, um, yeah, it's, I hope that provides a little bit of clarity and, and I include, you mm-hmm. know, I hope absolutely. That, um, yeah. And I hope that people check out that YouTube video for sure. And, and just give yourself a big hug because it's 2020 and, and we all need a hug. So <laughs> give yourself a big hug. <laughs> 
Oh yes, that's that's a great way to to put it. Um, that self love, giving yourself a hug, and not being hard on yourself, but also being accountable to yourself too. Um, mm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I really I wanted to, uh, our our listeners to to be able to have that reminder about self compassion. Um, so now that you have done these amazing things and you've worked in some amazing places. Where does FOI Consulting, FOI, which is your last name, FOI Consulting, fit into all of this? Yeah, great great question, Andrea. So um, it's kind of been there, again, back to the idea of of the organic. Um, I've been doing this for, since I was in university, as a a personal trainer and, and, you know, doing wellness talks and uh, community wellness initiatives and things like that. And kind of got away from it for a few years, but, you know, I've kind of always been in that, that idea of wanting to have my own business and wanting to, you know, really kind of control the time a little bit and, and to be able to further support our family and whatever that looks like. And so uh, officially I started the, the FOI consulting business about a year ago. And, um, and the idea with the business is, um, you know, I provide uh, business uh, business consulting, wellness consulting, and social media consulting, and so it's really grown actually quite a bit through through word of mouth, which is nice. And I've had a lot of really high retention with um, with my clients, but it's a lot of fun, you know, taking the experiences I've learned and navigating social media through campaigns and through some of my work over the years and just passion for social media that that's come out, um, and I'm able to, to you know to support small businesses and and individuals grow their social media presence, which is great. And, and of course on the wellness front, um, you know, that, that kind of goes without saying, but having, you know, having the expertise and, and the lived experience in that area to really support people on their wellness journey and whatever that looks like, it's something that I really enjoy doing and, and it's a lot of fun. And, um, and to do that virtually is it's, it's sometimes it's challenging, but, um, but it's still something that really fills me, which I really, really like. And then, on the business, on the small business front, you know, when when businesses are small and myself included, it's very easy to get distracted. Right back to that values analogy, it's very easy for you to kind mm-hmm. of pull your boat over on this shore and pull your boat over on that shore. And so, I've worked with a few clients to really help them trim those decisions and get really clear on, you know, where is your business going? What is the end goal? What is the intermediate goal? Um, you know, and how can how can you build uh, build that that strategy set to make that happen, and um, and so that's a lot of fun. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's something again back to the fringe hours. It's something that's that's done kind of on the side of the desk and on the weekends. And I continue to want to keep it that way for now. I, you know, part of me just really wants to keep scaling and growing, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I don't want to um, I don't want to say yes to too much, right? That um, that I'm inadvertently saying no to others. So keeping it keeping it as mm-hmm. it is for now but it's a lot of fun and um and yeah i'm sure folks can google check it out uh, you know they can google foy consulting or ryan foy and uh you can find it and take a look through well it all it all fits into your final chapter in your best decade got it give it you know what what you learn along the way you share with others and um I think that was a really solid and beautiful way to complete your book, um, your best decade, because it's, it pulled everything together. You know, Mm -hmm. I know that what I have learned from reading your book, I, I am going to be sharing with others. And I, I already have had some conversations where I have referred to certain things that I, I was reminded of, or I learned more about myself from reading your book with others in my, um, in my circle here. And I know that what we have, what we, this falls in line with my, my Blackfoot identity and Blackfoot values is what we have. We give to others, you know, we knowledge is it's of no use if, if it's sitting on the shelf, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if we, if we are, if we've learned something, but we're not sharing it with others. So um, I think you really pulled everything, all of the, the teachings that you shared and articulated in your book um, so wonderfully well in, in how you threaded it all together with, with chapter 12, got it, give it. 
And um, I will definitely be recommending for anyone who's listening to this to read Ryan Foy's book, Your Best Decade. You can purchase it off of Amazon um, as well as uh, Apple iBooks. Um, That's how I purchased it. So I have it on my phone and I can pull it up anytime I want. I've made some highlights along the way, which I really like. And I want to congratulate you, my friend, on on that accomplishment. You know, you committed to it. Um, you talked about it in the book when you said there were nights where friends had invited you out to socialize, but you were focused on your goal. You know, I am goal crushing. I'm staying in. I'm going to get this book done. And you did it. And you do truly lead by example, which is living with intention. You know, that's really the theme of your book and and really how you carry yourself in the world. Um So congrats on that and also on your consulting firm. Um, People can learn more about it online through your website, um, which is your uh, wellness, Foy Consulting Wellness. So Mm -hmm. foyconsulting.org. And also people can follow your journey on your social media as well through Instagram and YouTube and as well as Facebook, Mm -hmm. Foy Consulting and I'll gladly share those links out because I know there's so many people who will just benefit from listening and learning from you, Ryan. And um, it has been a true joy listening to you and and reconnecting and hearing where your journey continues to take you. And on a personal note, I really enjoy watching your journey. And on a professional note, um, you continue to inspire me and um, remind me of the things that, you know, I need to continue to look at within myself and, in order to reach my, my greatest potential. Well, and, and thank you, Andrea. You know, when you reached out and, and were chatting with me about this podcast, I circled it on the calendar. I was so excited. <laughs> I was just like, yes, I want to find more <laughs> ways to, to be involved with Andrea. Um, you know, I, I cherish our, our times and, um, you know, even though life has changed and put us in two different cities and two different areas, but um, it's great to be able to connect and, and, and to have these conversations. I, I will say to, um, for your listeners, I will do a, um, you know, one of your, one of your listeners, the first person who emails you, um, with your email that wants a copy of the book, I will send them a free copy. So, um, so we, we can figure that wow. out how that all work, but any listeners out there, email Andrea and the first person gets a free book. All righty, listeners, <laughs> on your marks, get set, go. Right. <laughs> Send that email to talkswithafox at gmail.com. That's talkswithafox at gmail.com, all one word. And Ryan and I will will get that free copy out mm-hmm. to you. Thank you so much, Ryan, for doing that. That's amazing. Yeah, of course. Um, all righty. Now, before we... We uh, close out this beautiful conversation that we've had and shared with everyone. I want to take you to the final four. So how this works is I will give you a a word or a sentence and you get to choose how you want to finish it. Okay. Okay? All righty. Number one, wellness for me is... Uh, this is going to sound really scripted because I was hoping you would ask me. Um, but um, the way I've defined wellness is um, it's a journey. It's not a destination. Um, but more specifically, I would def- wellness for me is a series of intentional actions done daily that take me from living a good life to living my best life. And that's how I would define wellness. Beautiful. Wow. That, that in itself sounds like a, like a a bumper sticker. Wellness is not, is, is a journey, not a destination. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Um, Okay. Number two of the final four, I would tell my younger self. Great question. I would tell my younger self to take more Beautiful. Yeah. Do you want me to add more to that? I can, I can go on. (laughs) No, that's, I mean, that in itself, yes, take more risks. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we can all be reminded of that, you know, whether we're younger or older and, 
And yes, I I can relate. I would have told myself the same thing. So solid. <laughs> okay. The last book I read. Oh, this is good. Um, the last book I read was called uh, 100 Startups by author Chris Gillibo. And um, he's a West Coast guy. And he has a few other books as well, uh, mostly around like, you know, startups and small business and, and side hustles. And uh, it was awesome. It was so cool. And uh, it's built like a recipe book. And I totally recommend it. It's expensive. But, um, you know, go to your local bookstore, see if they have it. It's called 100 Startups. It was awesome. Okay, I just wrote that down. So I am adding that to my immediate list. I have a lifelong list of books that I, I love and need and want to read, but this is going into the immediate list category. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, listeners, again, I, I want to highly recommend you add Ryan Foy's Your Best Decade to your immediate list, must read list, because you will not be disappointed. Okay, the final four final question. This is fun. I believe. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yes, I, I, I always love how the guests just, you know, they don't know what's coming and, and yet they always some, seem to come up with some amazing responses. So not to put the pressure <laughs> on you, but. <laughs> great. I believe my purpose is. I believe that my purpose is, and this is going to sound very cliche, but to leave the world in a better place than when I found it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think that's been a big part of why I wrote, wrote a book or a couple books at such a young age was I really wanted to add value to the world. You know, whether it's one person picks it up and does one thing different, um, you know, adds more value to the world because of it. Um, you know, to me, that's worth worth everything. And, um, you know, I think that we we have a we have a responsibility to um, to leave our world in a better place and you know for me that comes through the wellness area and uh, in the education space but you know for others that may be through sport or through uh, art or whatever that is but I just think that that's a really important piece that's that's what uh, what I believe wow that's that's such a fabulous way and truly genuine way to to close out your all the tools and knowledge and wisdom that you shared with everyone today including myself Ryan and I'm I'm so grateful for our our friendship and for your mentorship and um, thank you for taking the time to to share your story with everyone today and um, I know that our listeners are going to walk away feeling inspired and reminded of, of all the potential they have. And also to remember to take those risks and to look closely, a little more closely at the decisions, the small decisions we make every single day and how they lead up to, to the goals that we, we ultimately plan to achieve and, and also fulfill our purpose. And, you know, you have truly, are, you truly are living a life of wellness in your personal and in your professional realms and, and in your relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm grateful for all that you've shared. And I just want to um, share one of your quotes um, in your book. Always keep your time zone set on humility and your compass set to the humble beginnings that raised you. And I see you doing that, my friend. You truly are living that. You know, you you carry that humility and that humbleness with you wherever you go, and and all the things you've achieved. You know, I I see that within you. So, um, the world really is a better place because of people like you in it, Ryan. So, hand to heart. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. It it definitely made my day, and I know our listeners are going to um, have a lot to think about and reflect on and and do some things differently in their lives that are going to improve their journey and nurture their journey through wellness. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and thanks for having me, honestly, Andrea. It's, um, you know, you, you, you come across people in life, and I talk about this when I talk about the building bridges. And um, there's people that come into your life for a season, and then there's people that come into your life for a reason. And, um, and you, you were in my life for a season, like physically when, when we were, 
collaborating <laughs> together, but, um, but you know, it, it's just the special interaction that, that, that we've had. Um, and you're, you're a very special person. And, um, and that goes back to, um, you know, the value that you're adding to the world too, through things like this and your work and your passion. And, um, and I'm just really glad that we've connected and, um, and stayed connected because it, it really means a lot to me. So thanks for having me and thanks to your listeners for listening in. And I hope that, um, you subscribe and you enjoy and, um, and you connect with, with Andrea because she's, she's awesome. So thank you. <laughs> thanks Ryan. And, um, Many blessings and safe travels to you and Amber. Thank you. You too. Big thank you to my friend Ryan Foy for coming onto the show and sharing his amazing energy, his awesome attitude, and his wisdom that you can pick up when you read his book, Your Best Decade. I highly recommend that you pick that book up because it will truly change your life or at least give you that boost that you're looking for, that extra motivation and some very, very real inspiration. And remember, the first person to send me an email with your name and your contact information to talkswithafox at gmail.com will receive a copy of Ryan's book for free. So get on that right away. But I hope you all have an awesome day and remember to keep in touch with your true authentic self. Get real with yourself. Have those meaningful conversations with the people around you. Look at the types of people that you surround yourself with. We really do thrive and grow when we surround ourselves with other like-minded people who are on that same journey of wanting to get somewhere in life and wanting to use our, our gifts that Creator has given us. And I know that you're capable of doing it. So, If you have a chance also, do follow, like, share uh, Ryan Foy's social media. He's on there and you can connect with him there. He's also an amazing life coach as well. And Ryan will be releasing an amazing tool that you can use. It's called Your Best Journal. And it's simply that, a journal where you can hold yourself accountable and record the moments of gratitude that can easily fall through the cracks in a year like 2020. So check it out at Barnes and Noble to pre-order your copy. I know I will be getting my hands on one. And remember to follow Ryan on his social media journey because there you can also pick up some amazing tools at Foy Consulting as well as on Facebook. And often Ryan does go live and he shares some really, really helpful tidbits that can help improve your life and keep you on that inspirational journey. And I look forward to you joining us for our next conversation with our next couple of guests that we have coming up this coming month in August. Stay real, keep it real, and have a blessed day. Gidakira matsin.